0: You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. All right, and we got week five coming up here, and we've got a lot of great games, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But the first thing, the main thing we want to talk about is these all-star rosters or you know not necessarily rosters they're going to get picked later on but the pool of players that are starting versus the reserves are up and we we have some problems we we, we don't like this at all um well, what was your initial take after seeing the starters in the reserves list
1: uh like everything else i think um it's a flawed system with how they pick this um you know to be quite honest with you i i think it's a great thing and and most leagues do it where the fans do have a say in who gets to go but um uh, i think there were some glaring omissions i think there are some guys that are you know slotted into some spots that shouldn't be where they're at you know they they were considered a starter but you know they'd be more likely to be on a reserve list i, I you know i i I just I would like a little bit more clarity with how this whole process goes. If it's a hundred percent fan vote, I think that's a hundred percent wrong because you know, um, you could just scroll through Twitter and and look at some of the fans of any league and see their takes on some things and just be like, if those are the type of people that are picking our all-star teams, you know, it, it might not be that great of an all-star game. Um, you know, I think a lot of it is. Um, it's just a flawed system. I'm, I, I think that fan vote is obviously should be part of it, um, but I think there should be some merit. Uh, you know, I, I think there were guys that didn't make the didn't make the All Star game, um, and there are some guys that might be slotted a little too high. I think it's just uh, it's just a flawed system. I, I'm not a huge um, you know fan of kind of the whole the whole thing. I think it should be um, you know it should be slotted to a point where the fans do have a say, um, and also too you know, there should be some coaches picks in there too, or, you know, you have that competition committee, you know, they should be picking guys and making sure that, you know, it's the best representation of who the best players are in the league that year, not necessarily the most popular.
0: Yeah. I mean, let's assume for a second, it is a hundred percent. A fan vote. Now, obviously the league has to make this, some decisions to keep the, the positions balanced, right? So mm-hmm. they take the top – let me see here. They take the top – one, two, three, four, five, six. Six attackmen make the starter list, and the next two attackmen make the reserve list. Fine. Mm-hmm. that That's all good. We need a balanced field. But the average fan – and thinking about the PLL, the average fan is probably in middle school, high school, if you're looking at the average fan – and not to say there aren't plenty of fans like us, but the average fan doesn't understand the value of a Danny Logan or a Zach Goodrich. They don't understand that Joe, Darnell, Joe Nardella is probably the best faceoff guy in the world right now. But because, you know, he's not as popular on Twitter or Instagram, he's now a backup faceoff guy. Or that there's only one faceoff guy on the starter list or there's two. Yeah. But he's better than one of them for sure. So I just, like, like you said, it's a flawed system. If we're going to have a fan vote, either a, just call the fan vote and have the competition committee pick two great teams. Cause at the end of the day, the only thing the fans really want is to see a lot of names that they know, but also see a really, really good game. So they're not going to know if player X doesn't make it by like a little bit Because yeah, you voted him really high, but the league's like, he's actually, you know, there's other guys better than him that aren't as popular. And I I think it's really difficult for the average fan to understand how good these guys are on defense, Mm -hmm. especially like it's easy to be like, Oh, Jeff Teat scored seven goals. Like, yeah, Jeff Teat's great. He's on the highlight reels, but like, it's really hard for that average fan to understand. Like Graham Hosick's the best defender in the world right now, in my opinion, and he's a reserve. Or how about the Chrome getting one player? Like, I get it. They've had an up and down season, but one player, I mean, it bothers me. So either A, tell the people it's a fan vote and then disregard the fan vote, like, let them think whatever they want. They're not going to know that. I mean, why not? B, like you said, combination. Let's have the fan vote be a part of it. Let's have a player, the players vote on the top 100 players. Why aren't they voting for the All Star game? You know what I mean? Let the players have a small, small part of that. Let the competition committee let the coaches have a couple picks. Let you know, lacrosse media, whatever you want to call it, let you know, make it a, a complete system where it's a little bit more spread out, where you have some people that maybe are a little bit more knowledgeable, like the people in the league, than you know the the people, you know, the kids that are fanboying Tim Troutner or whoever and and just voting and getting people into the all-star game so uh, i think it needs to be switched to to be more legitimate i think there's a really weird gripe like i feel like an old person shaking my hand at the sky but it's just uh, like it's kind uh, of embarrassing when certain people are on it and certain people are not
1: well it ends up being like you know if you if if most of our people that listen are probably uh, past high school yeah but you know when you do your high school superlatives you know, you're walking around saying, "Oh, vote for me for this, vote for me for that, vote for me for this." It's like politicking rather than merit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just this, glad
0: Danny Logan got the got the credit he yeah. deserves because holy crap, if he didn't make it, I was gonna burn something down.
1: Well, it's he's like, playing think, playing it
0: out of his mind.
1: You know, I think back to I think back to. You know, a, a bunch of all star games like for the NHL, like, you know, you can have the fan vote be part of it. But, you know, but then the league comes together and they pick the reserves so that somebody that might not be, um, you know, a pick to start or something like that, they kind of make right with some of the wrongs mm-hmm. that might have gone on. Um, and then there's also the commissioner's pick. You know, somebody that, you know, might not be having a great year, but they're a great ambassador for the game. It's their last hurrah, something like that. That's when, you know, you, you'd see them get thrown on there. Um, Hell, let know, the it, fan
0: vote be for the for the skills competition like that. Yeah, 100 percent. Throw whoever you whoever the people want to see, throw them in the skills And competition. Did I see that
1: they're, they're doing the skills competition after the All-Star game?
0: I think so. Didn't they do that the first year too?
1: Yeah, it's yeah, listen, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. I, it's just um, You want it before? I would like it before. Before. I mean, you know, you build some buzz around it, but I mean, um I, I it, and, and that's probably me just being, you know, that's kind of what we grew up on. That's me being an old man, you know, uh, the NHL skills competition is before the all-star game basketball skills competition is before the all-star game. Well, here
0: uh, it is. And I thought this might be the case. It's because the all-star game will be on NBCSN mm-hmm. and the skills competition will just be on Peacock. Okay. So my assumption is good marketing games on NBCSN Hey, follow us over onto Peacock if you want to watch the skills competition. So yeah. maybe they get a few new fans during the all-star game. Maybe they convince them to go over to Peacock afterwards. So,
1: yeah, listen, either way, it's going to be great. You'll, you'll watch a, a, a good game. Um, it's just, you know, there's just so many things that they could probably do. And, and we also have to understand too, it's a young league. Um, and they'll probably work through some of these growing pains as they go along. Absolutely.
0: So moving over to the NLL you know, it's, it's not really the thick of their season, but it seems like we've been getting a lot of good news. You know, we had the expansion draft, we had the new team in Vegas. And now I I feel like the momentum for lacrosse, the lacrosse world is really pushing forward because, you know, the PLL has a lot of momentum going for it in the outdoor game. And now the national lacrosse league signs a multi-year deal with TSN. And for you Americans, TSN is essentially ESPN in Canada And this is huge because every time we have ever had somebody from the NLL on our show, the biggest thing that I always harp on at the end is, I really hope you guys get a TV deal that you deserve. Because the average fan like us in America doesn't really go watch games on Bleacher Report or on Twitter or whatever. It, It just doesn't happen like... It, it's got to be a little bit more accessible. It's too
1: difficult. It's yeah. Too di- let's just call it like it is. The barrier to entry difficult.
0: is too was too high, and uh, and I know it's kind of lazy speak, but like if you're trying to get people sucked in, you need to make it as easy as possible. And I think this is going to really help because this just sets, you know, this lays the groundwork for more syndication on the, on the U.S. networks and stuff like that. So I'm I'm excited about this even getting the games like on ESPN three eventually would be great mm-hmm. just because like, then I can just go click a button and watch it.
1: I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome for the league. And and like you said, I, I'm not disputing anything you said in terms of that, it's going to be great for the exposure, exposure of the game. Um, it's going to be a lot easier for people to watch these games, you know, you, as opposed to in the past where you kind of had to go and find them. Now they're going to be there. Um, and, 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 and I think, It's just going to lead to bigger and better things for the NLL. The NLL is a great product. I think it's a wonderful product on TV. Um, I think it's going to be huge for the people in Canada. It's going to be huge for those markets. Um, And I think you're going to see the trickle down effect into the States. Um, And, you know, you're going to see the NLL continue to flourish. Uh, And it's only going to be, it's only going to be bigger and better for everybody. I mean, as the NLL gets bigger and better and it's, you've seen the growth of them, you know, the TV deal is obviously very huge. Now you're going to see that trickle down effect, hopefully into the PLL and you continue to start to see those, those brands and those leagues growing side by side.
0: Absolutely. And now I feel like we've always seen the Canadians on Twitter, like, how do I get access To this game or is this going to, is Peacock going to be available in Canada or is ESPN going to be available in Canada? And now we're the ones being like, do you think we can get access to like TSN direct or TSN in the U S so that we can watch your games now? Because even though, yes, there are only five NLL teams in Canada this is still huge. Like I would gladly root for those five teams. If they're the only ones that are going to be on TV, like there's still a lot of details that aren't really, you know, public on this. So as we learn them, we will definitely talk about them, but ironically enough, we will have Oliver Marty next week on the show who is a investor in a lot of lacrosse properties and entities. And and he's involved in the NLL as an owner, as a former player. And so we will, uh, we will definitely be asking him about what this means for the future of the National Lacrosse League.
1: Good news. It's great news. And, and who doesn't love good news during the summer?
0: <laughs> All right. Lastly, let's talk about – let's go through the, uh, the PLL standings and let's talk about some teams that could really, you know, head into the break, you know, after the All-Star – well, before the All-Star game with uh you know kind of who who whose who's stock is going to be rising after this weekend and and who's going to be possibly eliminated and weirdly enough i mean the the parity in this league is insane this year the fact that the cannons have the same goal differential or score differential as the whip snakes and they're in 8th place is just crazy to me that they're minus 1 and so are the whips and then you've got the archers with the obscene plus 23 so It it really goes to show you that when I I think the score differential piece was a, is very important. It's something that they did in the beginning and you see it late in game. And yeah, it did cause a little drama in a a couple of games, but like you need to keep scoring even when you're winning, even when the time is running out, because it could be potentially what keeps you out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, it's. It, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is huge. Um, it, just to go to show you this weekend. I mean, it's make or break for the water dogs and the cannons. I mean, that game on Friday is going to be absolutely huge. Um, you know, we, we could see by Sunday, the, the cannons be completely out of the playoff picture. Um, that's just how crazy things are. Um, and how things are going. I mean, and you spoke a little bit about the goal differential. Um, you know, they've had so many close games, as have the Whip Snakes. I mean, the, the difference between those two teams is that, you know, the, the Whip Snakes have been closing out those close games this year. Um, I, I've been saying it for a long time. It's almost like those guys play with fire, and at some point, they're going to get burnt. Um, it's been so fun up to this point. And I think too, you know, uh, the difference between those two teams is that the whip snakes have been together for the last two years. Those guys have great familiarity with each other and the cannons are still kind of feeling themselves out in terms of, uh, yeah. who they are and what their identity is so um you know but that goes to show you in a in a, in a season like this in a league like this you know the parity is so much you know prevalent um you know it's just those little things that are, are the difference between being in first place or being in last place
0: I mean let's let's be honest too like the cannons with a 50% percent faceoff guy yeah would be a top three team exactly right because they're exactly. minus one And they're probably in the thirties, maybe low Mm -hmm. forties. I'm not going to look it up. So, and they, and to coach Quirk's credit, he is not afraid to tinker. He is continuously making moves, trading Chris Hogan, getting another former MLL guy to come in and take some draws. I mean, it'll be really interesting. Uh, Eventually something's going to click. I think strategy wise with that, you know, he's got to just find somebody that can lock people up and then let the wings do a little bit more work because I don't know if you're going to find a guy in this league that will just come in and actually straight up win faceoffs at this point. Like yeah, it, the league's too good. Yeah. So like you just need somebody that can gum it up and give you a 50, 50 GB.
1: And you got to have tough guys in the middle of the field and they have tough guys in the middle of the field. They have a solid goalie. Um, really that, that, that thing that's, you know, missing for them is that faceoff guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we know that riding isn't prevalent in the PLL, um, you can't win a lot of uh possessions back like that no. um, so you have to you know facing off and be and winning those true 50 50s in the middle of the field th- that's where you're gonna win and lose so i, I mean uh, kudos to him i mean he's not afraid to tinker and and hopefully um you know riceman will help it, help them out um as we as we get into this weekend i think he will um, i think he's somebody that can can definitely excel at this level. Um, you know, he's proven it over, over and over. Uh, so uh, who knows at this point, I think they all realize that this is a huge weekend for them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to kind of do whatever they can to try and make it, um, make it a good weekend. And you're going to start to see some guys play. Like it is playoff time, which I think it'll, it'll even make that Friday game much more enjoyable.
0: I I mean the three stats that pop out to me are like, it it all boils down to possessions, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking face off percentage, I'm thinking shooting percentage and I'm thinking turnovers. Like those are the three things like if you're struggling in any of those three, like you're not able to get those possessions back. And, and the, the
1: Cannons the, are first in the league in shooting percentage.
0: Yeah. The the thing is they don't get as much enough possessions mm-hmm. so they can't take advantage of that. The Water Dogs, it seems like their issue is inconsistency in, in, on the offensive end in that They will get the ball, and I I just their offensive efficiency seems low, like to the eyeball test. I I know we can look up these stats. There's some great stats. The the chaos, I think, it rotates each week what their issue is. Whether you know, sometimes it's defense getting getting throttled, and sometimes the offense just isn't clicking, and the attack doesn't score at all. And Dane Smith is doing everything, Mm -hmm. but that has not been the case lately. Lately, they look really good. It seems like everything's coming together. Ian McKay back at his normal. I guess, more comfortable position. I mean, he can score no matter what stick is in his hands, but I like him on the field as a short shorty creating transition, pulling up from two. I think that adds something to the team. It will be interesting to see what they do now without Rowlett this weekend, though.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting for them. They're a team that's been surging playing well. Like you said, I like McKay back as a short stick. This isn't summer league. There's a, there's a large enough pool of guys where you can, you can go get yourself another long stick. I I don't think that that necessarily needed to be done. Um, You know, I think that's keeping a lot of guys in the player pool that should be playing on the PLL, but you know, I'm not a coach. Um, but, um, I'm excited to see kind of where they go. That's, that's a team that's going to be really interesting this weekend to see how they bounce back without Rowlett, um, and how they handle some things and how they handle some more adversity.
0: Yeah. And then let's talk about the Chrome for a second. The Chrome is, it's one of those teams that I feel like everyone roots for. Like, if you know Sudan at all, or his personality, or the guys on that team, it's hard not to root for them. They're not the flashiest guys, like on social media. They're not really looking for that kind of attention. And I don't know, guys like Rannigan, man, that that's, he embodies like what that team's about. Like it just, they just get it done. And it's great to see, like, again, a coach that was tinkering early, had Mm -hmm. to figure out some stuff at attack, seems to have figured that out very well and they're still playing without one of their best players on the roster because he's, he's still injured from, from college. So it'll be really interesting to see if, if he comes back at all this year. I, I don't know the injury. I know he had a lingering ankle injury, right, mm-hmm. through, through, throughout his time at Duke. So we'll see. But that's a team that is definitely surging. And it, it, honestly, anybody can be anybody in this league, A – I do think that what, what the big difference is when you look at the top four teams, even top five, you've got the five best faceoff guys on those teams.
1: Exactly right. Listen, it's like, uh, when you go to these tournaments in the summer, it's like the high end, um, you know, your Under Armour games and things like that. Like the teams that have the better faceoff guys do really well. It's no difference. It's no different. Um, and, and in this league, it, it just goes to show you how those possessions um, are so important because, you know, let's face it. You don't have the time to focus on some of those other little things like a riding, like a clearing. So that makes those face offs, that stuff in the middle of the field so much more important. Um, it, it's crazy. It, it, it is. But I mean, it's fun. I think this is the best thing for the PLL is that. There are t- there is so much parity. Like you want to watch all of these games and it's only making they, it all, better. Matter. they exactly all matter. They all exactly right and even
0: when they don't matter, the score differential matters, so then it still matters.
1: Yeah. Like let's, let's, let's call it like it is in the early days of the MLL, there was the lizards and the Bayhawks and it was kind of like everybody else. Like those are the two teams, you know, you didn't necessarily really have to pay attention to some of those other games, you know, in, in the PLL, they've done a really good job of spreading everything out. So these teams are um, you know, they are very balanced that you're seeing some really good games week in and week out.
0: Absolutely. Well, no matter what, we're looking forward to them to give you a quick rundown to tonight, Friday night. We've got a great game. The Water Dogs against the Cannons. And this one truly does matter because, you know, like we said, if the Cannons lose, you know, they're they're pretty much out of out of this this playoff hunt, especially because then the Water Dogs would get two games up on them. And that that impact is huge. That's saying they're completely out. They, they would have to win the, the game on Sunday. But it, it's just a very impactful game. Two teams with very different uh, styles. Two face-off guys that, or a group of face-off guys. I mean, Withers can counter anybody. So mm-hmm. it will be really interesting to see how, how that battle shakes out. Uh, that's going to be tonight at 8, 8 p.m. I mean, yep. So uh, Eastern time, of course. Uh, then tomorrow we've got the Redwoods against the Whip Snakes again, a, a game that could decide who's in first by the end of the weekend. Uh, again, TD against Nardella. This is going to be an absolute battle. Saturday night, eight forty-five. We got two night games tomorrow, eight forty-five PM. We got the Atlas against the Chaos. Again, whoever wins that game is going to move up in the standings. I, I give the advantage to the Atlas just because of uh, you know again, Baptiste. Is going to give them plenty of possessions, and then we've got the Chrome Water Dogs on Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon, four forty-five. That's an interesting one. Another very impactful game because if the Water Dogs win both games, they're going to be four and three by the end of the weekend, and uh, this whole standings is going to be completely flipped upside down. And then we close out the weekend with a Cannons Archers game. Again, it'll be interesting if the Cannons win tonight. That game gets a lot more interesting mm-hmm. uh, if they lose. We'll see how much gas they have left in the tank, and uh, have they published the rosters for this week yet? I haven't I seen haven't them on seen Twitter. Them. You know, I haven't
1: seen them. Usually, that's the not the th-
0: no. Yeah, not to throw. This. I mean, I don't think the Whips would do it this week, but uh, in two weeks, maybe we get to see. You know, who are they playing? If the Water Dogs lose two games this weekend and the Whips win their game, do we see Chris Hogan? against the water dogs on july 31st maybe maybe it'd be a good time if you're in a tinker that'd be a good time to tinker so no doubt we'll see all right ryan it's been great until next week i will see you then my man You enjoyed
1: the show be sure
0: to subscribe give us a review and follow us on twitter and instagram at going offsides